This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, we're right in the middle of autumn, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time. Last week, I was in New England, and the colors were fantastic. Um, and it's it's really, nature's paintbrush can do so many amazing things. And, th- and that's what also your voice can. Your words can, but let's add your voice to it. So today's program is really going to focus on your voice, your words, speaking getting paid to speak. And we're going to cover a variety of tips and tricks, some steps to go through. But the very the very first thing you've got to figure out is what would you speak about? And maybe maybe I should start it with why should you speak? And here's why. You will sell tons of books. It's the number one way, in my opinion, that you can sell books, that you can move them out. And not onesies and twosies. I'm talking about dozens and dozens in cases at a time. So, uh, you know, there's places to go. You have to get there to find them. But that's what we're going to be working on um, through this hour together on Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. So with that said, that what you have to do is to learn how to promote yourself, of course. But you've got to come back to what are you going to write about? And, you know, what did you write about? What did you, what's your expertise in? Because that's what you're going to speak about. You don't need to go find something brand new. And I know a lot of people have said to me, where I spent over 30 years on the international platform, I want to do just what you do. Can you tell me what you should speak about? No, I can't. You tell yourself. So, what is your expertise in? And even for you fiction writers, you have got immense expertise in the type of research, the genres, the themes, the conflict resolution, um, tricks, <laughs> tricks, betrayal, all kinds of things that you can bring up uh, to bring it together and make a successful presentation. So I've always done a kind of a four-step What's the problem? What's the cause? What's the effect? And what's the solution? When I have done my writing, when I've done my speaking, and that that what you want to understand is problems make the world go round. It's not money. That's a myth. It's problems, and people are trying to find solutions to problems. And and you know if you're just looking for entertainment, you just need to escape. Your audiences want to just escape. Maybe you're a master storyteller. You know that that's the problem you're going to address, and then your speaking skills will come in and move it forward. So for nonfiction, it's it's your chapters actually outline your speech. Or maybe there's one chapter you take it in depth and t- turn it into a whole workshop. Um, but again, 
What's the problem? Who caused the problem? Are there any statistics or any stories out there right now in the your local newspaper or national or international news that can deal with it for authors who write around environmental issues or whether it's fiction or nonfiction with what's gone on in the world during the year 2017 has been immense from Ireland which is dealing with storms that they've never imagined to Puerto Rico who you've got more than half the population doesn't have decent drinking water to you've got down in Houston, Texas, where people are still flooded out in a lot of areas, to all over, all over the country. Problems. So environmental, you could tap into a variety of things. What to do? What to do when an unexpected happens? Right? So what you want to do in thinking about putting together a presentation, because you're going to need to have to find someone who wants to um, engage with you to bring you to a group to speak. What's compelling about your message, your concept, your idea, your resolution to it? What's the compelling hook to it? And then when you're looking for the solutions is where you're going step by step as you go through it. So that's where you're going to evolve. Now, there are some, there's always interesting websites where you can go to and, um, and, you, and you can find things. And I, I think that it's very important to have some good titles uh, to hook it into to maybe make it topical. And that if you go to uh, old places like famouspeople.com or you go to uh, IMDB, which is, um, let's see, Igloo Mary David Balloon. Right, that which is uh, the movie site that is there. A, there is there a current movie or a hot movie or something that's buzzing about? You can also go to you know a site like Rotten Tomatoes and look at what the reviews are and what people are saying, and you might possibly pull something out of that. Um, there could go go over to Amazon and find, look at all the bestsellers. What does your is there a, is there a a really quirky title or something in there? relating or sounds like or might fit with your expertise or what your book is about that you could you know milk it and use it um, is there a song out there that 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 the title with just a twist to it might give you a little bit there and what about cartoons you know go to sites like cartoonstock.com and you, you may buy cartoons or you could have someone create cartoons that would reflect what you are about um, and and that that so think about that uh, as you're looking for your titles because titles just like your book cover are really important very important so with that said in speaking there are some essentials that you're going to need besides the speech on your website you are going to need a, and we have done a show. I would encourage you to go to uh, back to the show page and scroll past shows. There's one I did on how to create the author or the speaker one sheet. It's essential that you create one and that you have one. All right. Secondly, what you want to do is that you uh, uh, have testimonials, people who have heard you. 
um, and can give you kudos. And you, and you want to have something that will say, that might talk about audience engagement, about results, about using humor, um, that you were the buzz of the program, uh, that kind of thing. Because those are all going to be essential for you to have on that. On your website, you also need to have a speaking tab along uh, your dashboard of, of, of choices of where they can go. And within that, you're going to have your one sheet, you're going to have your photos, you're going to have uh, ideas for uh, talks, you're going to have uh, reminders, although it should be on other parts of your website, how to contact you, call you, email you, how you want people to interact with you. And please, please do not make it difficult for them. Don't make it difficult give out a phone number and if you don't want to give your home phone or your cell phone go to Google phones and pick up a number that way it's free and that number will be directed to uh, your, your email it can be directed to your own phone your cell phone um, and you will get a voicemail if something comes in and you can respond that way but you've got to be easily accessible um, and they could contact you and get to that. All right, so those are a few of the essentials you're going to need. There's always a lot more, and I should let everyone know that um, if you're listening to this before mid-November, that I have a special boot camp. It's Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged Boot Camp, and you can get information if you go to my website, thebookshepherd.com, and just click on Events. All right, so we've talked a little bit about titles, and that's where your hook comes in. Now, certainly, if you've got a book title right now in hand, you ought to have one, a talk that goes around that. And I can tell you also that I've been in situations before where I have done literally the same talk, the same talk, if you can believe that, that has uh, five different titles to it the same talk and it just is one of those things that people will resonate with a different title and you need to understand that so um, uh, that will come across so you've got your title you're going to bring that in together and now you're going to add on additional titles don't just go don't just be a one speech pony you want to have multiple talks and if you have a talk that might be more appropriate for a, a keynote um, where another one could be more appropriate for a workshop, um, go ahead and designate that with parens. Now, give a short few paragraphs or, or sentences and no more than a paragraph of what this talk is about and what the audience, what's the benefit to the audience and what their takeaways. And, and if my advice would be to come up with at least three talks uh, that you can put on your website and let people know this is what you're about. And there are variations on, on the theme of what you currently do. So titles, you want that, and variations, you want descriptions of them so people know where they can go um, and for that. Now, the next thing you're after is that what you've got to bring up as you start, you start thinking about is what your key points are this is your outline of your speech as you go through it you start identifying what's the key problems maybe you have something with multiple problems 
You might have something with multiple takeaways, but you want to have your what we call key points. And that can be supported by some statistics, maybe something in the news. Um, and remember, most of your audience is going to be visual, uh, near, or whether you're going to be doing it in person, face-to-face, whether you're going to be doing it on a webinar, you're going to have to have visuals involved um, in play. The more original you can have, then you don't have to worry about any copyright violations, which is always, always critical. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on key points and and uh, how you can expand them or reduce them if you touch them. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has Zazz, Punch, and Panache. Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
All right, so you've got your title. You've come up with some variations of it. For example, I had a book years ago called The Confidence Factor. Um, and it's you can still buy it. It's a good book. Um, but there also I created variations of the theme for the title. You know, it, it's creating confidence when chaos surrounds you. I mean, there, you know, becoming confident out of chaos. Uh, you could have other variables of that. But that you want to have something that will get the attention. So in marketing, especially with the Internet, you've got to know what your keywords, what's the keyword for your audience you're trying to attract or the keywords, the, the hashtag type words that you would be using for um, when you're doing social media posts. Those may be the keywords that you need to have in the title of your talk. Now, taking that, moving into the key points that you're going to have, and this is where, again, I said before the break, this is where the outline of your book is going to, of your book, can be translated into your speech. For nonfiction, it's almost chapter by chapter. For, for fiction authors who are speaking, they're going to have to pull out some scenarios and some scenes, some of the dilemmas. There could even be some things about character development if they're talking at a writer's conference. Um, but you bring those about, and then you start looking at, okay, so how can I enhance this point? So in a speech structure that you get, you know, my, my first commandment, my first step, my first point, uh, blah, 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 and, and you state what it is. And then you may have a startling statistic that might support why they need to pay attention. Um, you may have, there may be something currently that's buzzing around in the news that comes in and re-supports what you have. You may have some cartoons or some images that you have collected or picked up that you would be using it to accompany maybe in a PowerPoint type of presentation. You may decide to, um, as you set up your point, you may decide to come in and have an, a, an activity to engage your audience and to have them become more involved uh, with what you are. And it's a good idea. I mean, I have done uh, exercises with audiences of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, as well as with, you know, many workshops with 25 and 50 people. It gives them a break. It gets them moving around, um, it pulls it away, and it also brings the attention about to you. Because one of the problems in, in the speaking world today is technology. And uh, some of the speakers have decided that I'm just going to get them online and have them do polls or vote or do, you know, set up some kind of a gadget within their presentation that encourages them to get on their mobiles. Now, the other side of that is you could also maybe have something that uh, you want them to tweet out or, or post out to Facebook that you've already written up. Well, the, the hint to make that work is you create a slide that you will show in your, in your PowerPoint uh, that goes up that it's all written out that they just have to copy it, you know, with the right hashtag and that kind of thing. But and make it short. Keep it short because you're not going to want them to be away from you for more than a few seconds. So as they push it out. And that also supports the conference if you're at a conference. 
or even maybe one of the things you have them hashtag is you. So they come back to, you can find out who was engaged and involved in that point. You can um, have a, a story, and it can be a happy story, a sad story, uh, oh my God type of story that will come in and support the point. Now, one of the great things about stories, and I'm not an advocate of joke telling. Uh, I think most people don't tell jokes well. And they, most jokes have been around the merry-go-round so many times that it's very common that it's been heard again and again and again. Stories are your stories. And creating your stories, your uh, ahas. Um, and, and I know in my speaking time that uh, depending upon what kind of crowd I had, if it was mostly women, I always started with a particular story that shared how my underwear fell off as I stepped out of a car, a limo, on my way into the presentation. All right, and it's a hoot. People laugh a lot. It loosens them up, and they have fun. It humbles me, um, and we're friends. Um, and it, it's a long story. It takes about four minutes. I have other stories where, because my expertise was conflict resolution, that I share about how I, I literally ran into the butt of an elephant in uh, the, oh, the Circus Circus Hotel in Vegas. Um, that you've got, and, and I use those, they have fun, but they make a point. I've also got some really um, heavy stories, if it's appropriate, but make them your own, not somebody else's. So you have to kind of dig down and pull out what have you experienced? What's happened? Um, and this is where you as an observer really go ahead of the game and you can see what people are doing and what they're about um, and, and, and just observing uh, what's happening. Um, I mean, I, I, I was in a cruise not too long ago and just watching people from getting on buses and off buses and jockeying for position and going on tours or, or just wandering around and being a tourist myself once in a while, that you never know what you're going to come across that just might be the perfect, the perfect story that might fit in with one of your key points. So I'm going to tell you that, you know, you've got recording devices on your mobiles and if you're traveling around, you've got that phone with you. Um, that I would dictate it really quickly so you don't forget it. Because if you're like me, um, that you get these ideas and your intentions are all there, you're going to write them down, you're going to do it, and it disappears. So, because something else comes in and takes the space. So, dictate things when you see it and you can immediately use it. And I also find great lines from movies I watch or something from television where I think, oh my gosh, I can use that as an example. And by the way, when I say television, understand that your audiences are watching television and shows. And I spent over 20 years just speaking exclusively in the healthcare field. I watched every show that was around a healthcare theme because I knew my audience was watching them. And when I could pull out a storyline and um, hook it into something I was talking about, it helped me keep them engaged and stay connected. So you want to understand um, the, the point of 
bringing those kind of commonalities within your key points, stats, stories, exercises. And then before I exit a point, I always repeat it again. And then I go, the next point of building confidence is blah, blah, blah. And then you may go in. And sometimes you may not have a story for everything. Uh, just time may not allow you to do it. Uh, but you may want to, you know, report that that stat might fit in here. Or maybe you just do the exercise. Something like that will, will come along. So that would be that. Now, with speaking, coming back to the whys, um, that positions you as the visual expert. You get paid. And this is where you need to have that expertise and you say you're an expert. And again, it sells more books. So you need the stories to support it. Um, and, and you'll bring it in and you'll put it there um, on that. And also, you know, make sure that within your point, you have suggestions and um, of how to fix something if you've given an illustration um, and, and advice. So each one will have a remedy of how to deal with these kind of things. And again, your speaking is going to have a wave effect to it. You know, you'll roller coaster people a little bit as you move them along in that. Um, and then again, as I said, you do that uh, reiterate the point. Now, um, a lot of times people wonder about, should I do a Q&A? Should I have questions that um, come uh, during it and, and will they interrupt you? Well, keynote, no, you don't want to have questions. During workshops, depending on how long your session is, they may be a natural element to integrate throughout of it. My recommendation is that if you if your uh, meeting planner insists on doing Q&A, um, and, and I'm not a fan of them because it takes away your energy and your power. And I would suggest you have a couple, either plant one or two, or you could say something like, you know, I, when I was meeting many of the audiences, some of you repeated the same question. So I'm just going to throw out the question and then talk about it. Number one, it will loosen them up. They'll come back and then start asking other questions. Don't do a close on a presentation your speech, your closing story, your closing aha, your closing call to action before you take Q&A. What you want to do is finish it up, bring them all back, bring, you know, literally rope them in, yeah, bring them back, and then what you do is then you give your, your strong close um, with that. And and that's really, it's, it's a sandwich. So when, when I went through those elements of each one of those, er, those areas, um, and I usually add your, for each point, you know, the point of wisdom, we could call it, 10 minutes. So it's point, story, an example, a suggestion, an exercise, an advice, reiterate the point, and then you move on to your next point. And that's where you start doing that structure and you fill it up that way. How long does it take to prepare a speech? Oh, I use the eight to one ratio for every hour. I have at least eight hours of prep. We'll be right back. We're talking about speaking and getting paid for your words that come out of your mouth.
your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need. Need to maximize your book's potential, color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106-DESIGN. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers, creating beautiful Beautiful and well-made books were dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so as we look at the the component of your presentation, 
that and the opening is always important and I mentioned that I had several stories that I had that I and I usually open with a story um, and uh, my preference is I, I don't use uh, lavalier bikes uh, number one I'm a woman and they're really more designed for men who have ties on and that I like a handheld mic because I like to be able to drop my voice I like to be able to raise it sometimes I bang on it um, for different types of effects but as you open the presentation what you want to think that uh, it that that story will do it it could even start with really a startling question or maybe a challenging statement to capture the your audience's attention so um, that if, if I used to write books on money and that uh, years and years ago my first staging of books were were on money related I was in financial planning for many years um, I transitioned to conflict resolution for a couple of decades and then all I do now is write about publishing and author writing related entities but that if you have someone the importance of saving money to if, if I was doing my money thing I had a book on you know teaching kids about money um, saving money to send a child possibly to college um, I could maybe ask a question like this how many of you can afford to send your kid to college right now now I might do something like this I could preface that right now with a big slide with just a dollar amount and it could be what the average yearly amount is to send a, a child to college it could be uh, the full cost of four or five years to go to college whatever you'd want to do but I could just throw out a number and I could I could ask my audience does anyone know what this number is or I could recite the number forty three thousand and twelve dollars forty three thousand and twelve dollars how many of you have spare cash of forty three thousand and twelve dollars well you better because that's what's going to cost to send to school in a year so you could start doing those kind of types of things and there's all kinds of areas that you can bring around um, that will fit with your topic area just this is where Google is your friend you do research you may already have the numbers on your fingertips but something like that uh, to bring it about you can start with really a, a you know the story as I mentioned or you could talk about a, a quotation um, and I think one of the tips that I always like to advise uh, speakers is that imagine that you have individuals who are visually impaired now it may be a partial impairment or it could be totally full blindness but they're impaired your words the words you choose the words you select have to paint a visual picture so they can go on the journey with you especially if you're using images um, and slides behind you you've got to share with what they're about the other thing that's also important is to try to survey your audience very quickly um, and see if you can determine if there's anyone who is hearing impaired um, and I would always try to seek these people out sometimes they you know there was even interpreters there 
but I would make sure that I would try to position myself um, because they could be lip readers and that would help them. So I would try to make sure that my mouth was in view as I spoke. Um, you could have something else that would be kind of like an icebreaker. You could have a wacky you know, prop of some sort, or you could be very a poignant prop, but something that will engage them and grab them. The meat of your speech is really the most important part. You're, certainly the opening is the setup. It could be funny, it could be dead serious, but that's the setup. It's really what you go in the body or the content of what you have and how much depth that you can go into. So that it, you could have a statement of facts. Uh, you've got to have some uh, proof. Like I did a lot of studies with a lot of my work. But the proof, and, the, and the, your book could be your proof, um, and, and certainly if appropriate, that it's okay to, to cite maybe some contrarian uh, views as you go along. And then the, the closing, as you close it, it's always important to have a strong close. But it's, that's the, the conclusion has got to have kind of a climax to it. Um, because that's exactly what it is. It's, it's the destination. You've brought them up to this point. Now what are you going to do with them? What's going to be your call to action um, for what you want them to do? And then what story are you going to bring into the party? Now another thing about speaking is even the room. Sometimes you have no control over setups of a room. Um, I used to have diagrams. I sent out my preference. I I, uh, I hate the bowling alley where you've got one big aisle going down the center and chairs on one side and chairs on the other. And literally, if I have the opportunity, I will get out there. I always show up early anyway. And I will do some rearranging. I actually will curve. I will curve the first five to seven rows um, so they kind of envelop me a little bit. And the first two rows, I will get rid of the center. Uh, maybe sometimes three, four rows. I get rid of that center bowling alley. And I will do a split kind of a quarter in on each side with the longer going around. So you don't have a sucking of your energy. And trust me, that is what happens um, uh, for you. So... Those are, on, on the setups, that's really important to understand that uh, as you, you move into that. Now, the other thing is to really be tuned into your body language um, that you use and what you do with your body beforehand. So I'm going to tell you, don't eat heavy uh, for at least two hours before any talk. Always make sure you check your, the mirror for your teeth and all that. But move your body. One of the most common things when uh, speakers are introduced is they uh, have been sitting. It could be at a table with the group. Maybe there's other programs going on and they're part of the audience and they're called up. My suggestion for you to do is to, as soon as you're at least 10 minutes before you're going to be introduced, is that you get out of your chair and move to the side of the room and start wiggling. Stretch your arms out and your legs. Shake your legs out. Um, pee if you have to, but don't move from sitting from the stage, uh, um, and that you want to yawn, and yawn is another really great tip. 
uh, because it lets energy in, it wakes up the old brain, and you're ready to go. You want to have a set, written out, I would suggest, uh, you always send it ahead, but always carry copies and introduction, just a couple of paragraphs, have it printed in a 14 to a 16 uh, font, so it can easily be read and tell if you have a funny name or um, there's a odd word within the introduction, what you want to do is you tell them, whoever your introducer is, how to pronounce it so that it gets it right. Don't let them wing it because it is amazing. And sometimes if you're feeling unsure, um, you can introduce yourself, which often is a good idea. So those are just a couple of things uh, to go on. Now, when you're in a situation where the timing is rough, we've all been in those places where speakers have really gone over or whatever's going on, it is running a half hour, sometimes even more behind, you can say to the planner, um, Would you, do you want me to get you back on track? Do you want me to do this? I can shorten it here so you can get back on schedule. Let them do the calling point if you don't know where the planner is. You know what? I'd ask your audience. And I would just say, I'm aware, I'm aware that we are 45 minutes behind and you are hungry. Now I can give my presentation, which is supposed to go for 55 minutes, um, or I can shorten it. And if you love what you hear, why don't you bring me back next year? And when you do that, I'm going to tell you, they'll tell you to shorten it, that you will be a hero and love it. So what do you do to set that up? You go with your opening story. You go with your, you, you say something like this, that, you know, within the 55 minutes, I had eight critical points I was going to go over. I'm going to hit two and you do two of them. And I'll save the rest for next time. And then you close it up, give them a call of action, and get them out of there and back on track. You will be a hero. You will be a hero to everyone and appreciated. And I'm telling you, they'll come up and tell you how grateful they are if you have any books there to sell and, and they're around. So make sure you do something like that. Be prepared to do it. You can trim down and, and, and all that. All right, we're going to take our final break, and then we're going to come back, and we'll talk about your audiences, your environments, and some other tips. This is Judith Bryles. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these the book shepherding concept is simple the publishing world is changing and so must you you need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. 
You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. One of the things that's important about speaking, and I have said this so many times, I've written it, I include it in my books, that it is so much easier to become a whale in a pond versus a sardine in the sea. So what do I mean by that? I'm talking about niche speaking. I'm talking about not, not kissing all the topics, and that's really one of the biggest problems that people try to be generalists, um, that they they want to be able to speak to corporate, they want to speak to uh, healthcare, they want to speak to sports enthusiasts, they want to speak to kids, they want to go from high schoolers to college. Guess what? It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And that it's important to understand, you know, is is a mixed audience. 
mixed cultures? Is it mixed men and women? Is it more dominant of, of one gender over another? You need to find out which, number one, you're the most comfortable with, but also where your message resonates the best with. And that I shared earlier in the program that I've had like three components of where my writing has been. One, when the financial field, where I was a stockbroker and financial planner for, oh my gosh, 20 years, almost 20 years. And, um, and then I was in uh, healthcare, where I did healthcare speaking and dealing with toxic workplaces, which actually w flowed over from the financial field. Um, and then when I went into just strictly publishing, I'd always help people with publishing um, in a pay-it-forward type of format where I finally just said over 17 years ago, this is just really all I want to do. So with that said, that it's important, I, I think, for you really to narrow, narrow and create a shaft of where you want to speak and you go down vertically and then you can go out horizontally within that niche. So if you're if you're wondering, okay, so I'm, I'm not sure how to expand, you know, my little area of what my book is about, but if you start thinking about, say, what are your past life experiences that bring you to the table and make you a speaker here? Um, what are you passionate about, which is always an essential, essential arena? And then what's your expertise? Uh, what's the unique perspective that you bring to the party? What what's what makes you set apart? Uh, do, are you a contrarian? Are you going to rattle some cages? And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what information do you have in your area that will really help others? Those tips and tricks, those strategies, those techniques that you can share and weave around within key points within a presentation. And then you really think, you know, who, who trusts you to share this information? What kind of feedback have you had from that? And then you start thinking about, okay, so what companies might be looking for these kind of ideas that they have? Um, if, if you, for example, if you have conflict resolution expertise, there's a lot of companies that are always in trouble at some time. You know, could you step in? Uh, the door and maybe get the team back together. You want to really dig deeper in into your niche. And so now this is where you start looking, okay, what other organizations are out there? What associations are maybe connected, related to what you do um, and what you identify? You know, and I, and I will tell you with the work I did in healthcare, I, I never went to healthcare uh, for the type of work I was doing, it, they found me, they came to me, they had read a review of one of my books, and it just started dominoing um, in that direction. Uh, one of their members um, on it, and then the buzz, the word got out. Um, and then think about your current connections. Do any of them belong to any of these kind of organizations that might be attractive to what your topic is about? That if you have, uh, if you ever nail down an association, like in a state, I live in Colorado, the Colorado Association of fill in the blank. Um, and there's also the Ohio Association of fill in the blank and the Virginia Association. You can start getting those and reaching out to all of the other ones once you 
make your get your foot in the door. But becoming the expert is really the essential thing that you want to do. And then you want to start doing the crafting um, of your presentation. And you want to create marketing material. Now today, uh, we're in the old days, we had to snail mail everything. Now it's all online and it's in within your website. And as I said earlier on, essential is to have a one sheet for you as a speaker with those topics in there. If you've got someone who has heard you want to uh, speak, you want to have a, a testimonial or two or three uh, within the area. But you want to have the visuals that will attract them and bring them in. And then you, you've got to also think about, you know, this is a business. Or publishing is a business, so speaking. Um, and you can you can make a very comfortable living speaking. Now, you will have to be on the road. And one of the things when you get into contracts, when you get into people who are asking you to give up a day or two or maybe more of your life, you should be compensated for that. And so you've got to start thinking about, okay, so what are you worth? And this is a lot of authors have a hard time getting that down, uh, putting a dollar sign on what they're worth. And I had an, a, a conversation with one of my clients who's reading, I, I think I think this book has an excellent chance of becoming a bestseller, but it certainly will move into the speaking field. And there is literally, it's one of the few times I can say there is nothing like her book. And it's a business book that will be coming out in a few months. Um, and we, we hired a, a publicity firm to really do this, this strategic and national positioning it will demand. But she kind of is digging her heels in and she says, but I, I don't have, you know, I just graduated from high school. And I said, well, so what? You know, what your book is about, your degree is in what you went through and overcame and came through. And that, let me tell you that if I had a, this is for small businesses, if I had an encounter of something to the uh, dimension that you had, I would much rather hear from someone who has lived it and been in the trenches and survived it and grown out of it than someone with an MBA or a PhD who just talks about it. So I think it's real important to understand the confidence factor is just essential and critical um, when you're when you're doing this and you're going forward. So you'll have contracts that it's very typical in the speaking business that they will pay uh, for all your expenses, um, your travel, your hotel, and your meals. You should expect that on that. The other thing I'd recommend that wherever you start, I wouldn't be ever starting below 500. You want to get into the thousands as soon as you can goose it up. My client, I advised her to start at 5,000 because of the expertise she's going to be bringing to the party. And that, um, and she will be going to these businesses who will pay her to come in. And she, they will pay her to consult um, with these things. That you want to get half of whatever the contract is up front, half. The balance is due the day of your presentation and when you're there. If you don't get paid, plus your expenses, anything you incurred, if you don't get paid, statistically, I'm going to tell you it's going to take 45 days if you don't leave with your final check with you. It just, 
It doesn't mean they're, they're, you know, they're, they're dragging their heels. It's just, it's out of sight, out of mind. The event's over. We're moving on. So think about that. Now, when you, you go at that, that um, I'm going to also tell you one of the strategies is please don't be a swooper speaker. A swooper speaker is someone who comes in, uh, they, they literally, they fly in that morning or they drive over that morning and the event's been going on for a couple of days and they give their presentation and they do a great job and, and they split and they're gone. They leave. They swoop in and they swoop out that if your goal is to get referrals and, and interact with people and help them, which is, in my opinion, should be your goal, you're there to help, to inspire, to offer solutions, to entertain. If that's your goal, you need to hang out a little bit because this is where people can say, you know, I'm a member of a group and I think you'd be great. You can get contacts, names, and you follow up. And, that's mar- and that goes into your marketing. And that's how I stayed booked booked at least a year in advance for all my presentations. So speaking is a way to make a living comfortably. It's also a way to sell a lot of books. So, and, and, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, the producer, director had said, you know, movies are like life with the dull parts left out. So are your talks. When you're creating a talk, you're going to have to cut out the mundane and you're going to create Fabulous palettes with colors, with ideas, and concepts. That's the power of speaking. And you change the life of your audiences. This is Judith Bryles. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. We'll be with you um, uh, next week. And it's all about the news. Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week,